Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Man, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, It was a huge day for contracts being awarded in the NFL and the NBA. Messi. We're going to have to start talking about soccer because of Messi. Dang, that dude is killing it, Jared. Killing it. Making soccer fun. You know, I breached this topic while you weren't here. Okay. I put it on the bottom there. I'm going to ask you, is it un-American to root against the women's national team in the World Cup? Do I need to answer that now? Yeah, you can think about it. Oh, I have an opinion. You can think about it. Uh, Bronny. Thankfully, he's okay. It's scary. Somebody's going to die here shortly, and then it's going to be sad. Wonder why. High school football, I've... I have a copy of the pigskin preview from Vibe in my office. Jared, if you want to peruse it. No, no, you oh, don't. you've already got no, it. You, you, went, you went and grabbed it. Uh, we'll talk about that. Class 4A, District 1 in particular, the entirety of the class, the district. Who are some of the best players in the district? Who do you think will be improved either statewide or within the district? Big Elk schedule. Oh, looks tough. By the way, programming note. The guy that's going to have to navigate those waters of that schedule, head coach Zach Maynard, will be in here a week from today, next Wednesday, August the second at nine thirty. So we'll see how the Elks have done over the winter, or uh, excuse me, over the summer conditioning, and uh, get Coach Maynard's thoughts on the upcoming season. So that'll be fun uh, next Wednesday, nine thirty. Head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks right here with us on the Skinny on Sports. Then college football, we didn't really get to it yesterday. Uh, Georgia, quest for immortality, a three-peat, hasn't been done in the AP poll era. Who has the best chance to knock them off? Who can derail that? I've got some national title odds that are current. Oklahoma stays hot on the recruiting trail yesterday. And also, kind of the last thing of the day yesterday, Jim Harbaugh, suspended for some stuff that happened back during COVID. So a full plate on the show today. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with that show, with the, with our show is to log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. Wait a minute. I got ahead of myself. The best way to stay in touch with the show is to give us a call or a text at 225-9698. 225-9698. Text us, call us. We can talk about the, the things I laid out, whatever else might be on your mind. Just feel free. Chime right in. 225-9698. Now, if you are going to be outside the listening area one of these days, you want to stay in touch with the show live, easy to do. K-A-D-S-A-M.com. 
or you can download the Paragon app. The app is free, and it's got everything. It's got radio stations. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of said Penny News hit the website last night at midnight. Thepennynews.com is where you can find that. Big Elk and Paragon TV are both in the app as well. Live streaming. I mean, we said it yesterday. Four weeks. Four weeks from Friday. Big Elk football back on the air down in Altus against the Bulldogs. Possibly a much improved Bulldog team. Hmm. Familiar face on the sidelines. Correct. From the glory days of a decade ago. So you can uh, the app gives you all those all those chances all those uh, ways to digest our content, or if you just don't have time, you can go back and listen to the Skinny on Sports podcast. We do that every day. You can find that each and every place that a, that podcasts are at. We're there as well. Jared, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? How was your anniversary? Uh, it was nice. We didn't do any really anything. No dinner. Um, we had enchiladas, homemade enchiladas. Ah, uh, so you made dinner. Yeah, we're going to go out tonight to eat. So, but uh, Care to so tell us where you're going? Simon's. Oh, very good. We can say that on here, right? Simon's Catch. Going to go over there. Get some, uh, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know what I'm in the mood for. Either steak or fish. It's the best <laughs> catch. It is the best catch. No, it was a good night. How's your night? Um, You know what I did? I did, I got to go to Hobby Lobby. That was a riot. Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Okay. I discovered something. There's a story there. What happened? Uh, Why? There was just some stuff that um, has been boxed up that needed, say, frames and that kind of thing okay. to spice up young Wyatt's room. Cool. And I went for the – I didn't get to go for the first trip. Wyatt had to go for the first trip. And then the second trip, I got to go for the – the the frame wasn't quite the right size. Hmm. So the return trip I got to be a part of. So that was fun. I learned that you you know what something that I that when people have them like in their house, I'm like, "Ah, it's cool. I like that." Okay? Yeah. Large clocks. Yeah. Like not necessarily stand-up ones, but like, you know, right. different ones on the wall. I found I found that I really like those, and I didn't realize it until we went down the clock aisle, and I was like, oh, these are cool. Let's get one of these clocks. And Kara said, I don't like those. <laughs> so guess what? No clock. That's the way that goes. Yeah. We got one of those large clocks. In Do our, you? In so our my mom does too. Yeah. Or I don't know if KJ's fixed it yet, but there's something wrong with it, and he was going to fix it. Tried the batteries? No, it's the hanging apparatus. <laughs> so it constantly hangs down? Something there, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always something 30? <laughs> yeah. There's it just the, the way it hung on the wall, and he was going to oh, fix it. Oh, I got it. you. I got you. Yeah. I thought the, the – I got no, you. No, no, no. He I was going to fix it, and I don't know if he ever did. Anyway, I'm, turns out my wife doesn't. Um, yeah, so we did that. I made burgers. I, probably the best burgers I've ever made on the Yoder. Really? I haven't really liked to use the Yoder for cooking in, like, higher temperatures. Yeah. I always use the egg. Now that it's smashed into pieces, <laughs> that's not an option. And so – uh, they weren't too bad. It was better. We're good. But We're uh, good. I, I don't think I would venture into the steak territory yet. Not yet? I don't think so. I don't know if it's going to give a good enough sear. And I also need to check how much how many pellets it burned through. Right. If it didn't burn through a ton, maybe that can work. Yeah. And it can be an all-in-one cooker. Yeah. Maybe. Anyhow, that's what we did. Well, good. 
So college football, we didn't get to it yesterday. It's kind of breached the subject of, of Georgia and their dominance. Isn't it? It's crazy to me how fast this has happened. Because Kirby Smart got the job in what, 2016? Leaving Alabama. It's amazing how fast he's created Alabama at Georgia. Just a handful of years, and he's winning national titles, and now I think in a lot of people's minds has supplanted Alabama as the premier program in the country. I, I don't know that I saw it coming that fast. You know, Dabo and Clemson took their shot, and they were right there. I, I don't know if anybody ever truly kind of put them on the on the top of the mountain. Just because those two teams are going back and forth a lot of those well, games. Well, the sustainability of it. I don't think anyone really believed it would sustain as long as Alabama's has. Georgia, you can see it lasting a while. So what's the difference? Dare I say SEC, SEC. I think that's it. They're in the south. I mean, they're right there in the hotbed so of the recruiting. That, well, not as south, but they're right there toe-to-toe. With, I mean, their states literally touch each other. Well, I understand that, but you need – Look at the high schools in Georgia and Alabama and that area where they're recruiting and and they're and then it helps when you're winning at a high level and you can go up against Alabama and maybe it I don't know maybe Georgia they just seem like the cool new hipper version of Alabama and they're winning at a dominant level and it's the same formula it feels like that Nick Saban started a long time ago at Alabama and for good reason because Kirby Smart came from Alabama and he's pretty much I'm sure taking that model and going well, this is how they did it there this is what we're going to do here as a genius hire on Georgia's part and it appears to be working and like I said I think the the Clemson thing it it was like I didn't I was like okay yeah they're good and they'd be toe-to-toe with Alabama they want a couple right mm-hmm. and they but I never really felt like it was it could be sustained for as long as – because some people are ready to go there, and I wasn't. As far as Alabama yeah, – uh, So it, what makes or, Georgia different? Because Georgia and Clemson – I will go back to the SEC thing. I, th- I think that's a thing. Georgia and Clemson historically are very similar. Matter of fact, I think they won before these runs. I think their last national title was literally a year apart. Yeah, 80 and 81. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they would drop a game. They'd do the Clemsoning or the Georgia. Yeah, yeah. The, that's what I'm. They're very yeah. similar programs. Yeah, that's true. Very similar. But, but I don't. I without looking, I just. I think Kirby. That, I'll tell you the difference. I think it's Kirby Smart is the difference. Yeah. Because he came from where it has been sustained. Mm-hmm. And, not the, and I'm going to guess he is out recruiting Clemson. He's out recruiting everybody. Everybody, right. And that patch on the shoulder, the SEC patch, is a big reason for that. Really, I think so. I think if it's between a Clemson, a player going to Clemson or Georgia, we got SEC and we got SEC NIL. All that stuff. Yeah, Clemson's going to be an interesting one, though, because, I mean – it feels like they've dropped off the map and they've won ten games. Oh, they still, they, you know, they they are. They're pretty people interesting. People forget they won the 
the ACC last year. Uh, that's what I mean. I, yeah, they, but people kind of scoff at it because it's the ACC. See, that's where I think you'd be you'd have an easier time keeping it going, right? Because you've got to win two games a year. Yeah. Of course, you look at Georgia's schedule. Yeah, well, it's kind of the same way this year, at least. This year, uh, but yeah, I think Kirby's a big part of that because he he was with Saban. He understands it. He knows it. Maybe that helps Georgia sustain it at that highest of high levels, mm-hmm. a little bit better than what what Clemson was able to do. Um, so, are you? I know this isn't on the list, but are you ready? Not to say it's probably too uh, drastic to say bury Alabama, but are have is their time done? Is this is a big year for them? Why? Because they are favorites in the West, and we all expect them to get into the SEC championship game against. We all expect Georgia. I mean, it's almost everyone's writing that in, and that's a big thing. If Georgia wins, like okay, now it's time to start throwing some dirt on Alabama. This is Georgia's conference now, and it's Georgia's. Yeah, okay, it's, maybe. It's Georgia's but world and everyone guess else what? They'll in. have to beat him again. In the, yeah, you're right. We already saw this. Yeah. Two years ago. Now, here, Georgia's now you first said title. yesterday, Georgia, if they go obviously go undefeated, they can drop that SEC title game and still probably get a spot into the to the playoff. Could the same be said about Alabama? A million percent. And and by by quite honestly, it if it comes down to those two. Well, I guess Georgia would have beat them, so that can't happen. But you look at Alabama's schedule, it's way harder than Georgia's. Yeah. It's not even close. I'm looking at it. So they host Texas. That is so much better a non-conference game than anything Georgia's got. They go to, to A&M. Both have Ole Miss. LSU. They both go to Auburn. They both play Tennessee. I mean, it's not even close. You put the Texas game, the A&M game, and the Arkansas, and, of course, LSU. Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to those two, which it's hard to imagine how it could, right? I guess maybe a scenario like that played out two years ago when Georgia was undefeated, Alabama beat them in the SEC title game. They both got in. But if, if – if there was three other undefeated teams at that time, I mean, it's hard to imagine. I get it, but still, there's not a lot of ways where it could come down to Alabama versus Georgia. Let me think about this. If there's two, there is. If, there, there's one way for it to happen for someone to be left out, like the loser be left out. Yeah, or the or they don't play. That's how you could compare them. Let's say LSU loses to Florida State. LSU beats Alabama. So both LSU and Alabama have one loss. Let's say Georgia is undefeated. Well, if they lose to LSU, then there's not a... Yeah, yeah, that's what it would be. It would be Bama versus Georgia for the second spot. Because LSU would be in. That could be a way it could happen. Yeah. That could that could be one way. But if they play, I guess my point is if they play... The winner's definitely in. And if they're both undefeated, they're probably both already in. But if, it, if, it, if it's like two years ago when Bama lost to A&M, but then 
beat Georgia, you know, the the OSU year. That that would have been a huge argument. Would have been, if OSU gets another fingernail width down in Jerry World, you know, that would have been the argument. Bama or Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State would have had a they they both would have been conference champs, you know, that that was or, or Cincinnati, I guess maybe could have been thrown in there as well. A way to knock them out, but it didn't it's not the way it happened. But it's just hard to imagine that because if they play undefeated, if they're both undefeated, it probably doesn't matter. Like the winner's the one seed, right? And right. the loser's the two or three, yeah. depending on the rest of the country. And if one of them has a loss and gets a second loss, maybe that knocks them out. Anyway, I'm not throwing I'm not throwing dirt on Alabama because as as much as I mean they were driving to win that game. Well, first off, they destroyed Georgia two years ago in the SEC title game. Just destroyed them. And then were driving to win the national title when they threw an interception that was re- returned by Ringo that kind of iced the game the other way. So, yeah, I'm not throwing it. I'm not throwing dirt on them. But I think it's interesting to see both of them have a glaring hole going into this year. Quarterback. Yeah, breaking in a new quarterback. I wonder – I think he was just – he was viewed as just a guy. I think Stetson Bennett's going to be a lot harder to replace than Georgia fans realize. Do you? I do. I think he's a good player. I think he's a very good player, especially in college. And I don't know that you just just because you recruited guy heavily recruited guys behind him, I don't know that that means that they just step right in there and continue national championship winning football. Now we may not know this until the SEC or twelve until Tennessee in late in mid November. Because of that, like I said, because of that schedule, feels like they're even even with a bad offense, their defense might be able to carry them all the way through to that. And then you go to Rocky Top, and you're probably going to have to score some points. So what is that? What can, what can derail the Georgia train? What keeps them from winning three in a row? Well, losing is the obvious answer, but the question is who could beat them. You know, with that Charmin soft schedule, it's hard to find an opponent that could actually beat them. But I put them in order of least likely to most likely, and not everybody. On because the, there's obviously the, you know, the ball states on this schedule that I mean, they're not. <coughs> let's move on from that conversation of them even having a chance. Uh, so I'll put like five team one, two, three, four. No, I put more than that. That could actually beat them. And, and the, the the thing is, the teams that you would think would be tough for Georgia. They're all in Athens. Yeah. Right? Except for a few, and I put those at the top. But, like, South Carolina, I put them as a chance. Um, Kentucky, Ole Miss, all three of those games in Georgia. But the formidable opponents, but it's in Georgia. It's going to be tough. Florida, the, the neutral game, neutral site rivalry game, you never know. Flip a coin. You know, those games could go either way sometimes. Is Florida better than what they appeared to be last year? We'll see. At Auburn, I I like Hugh Freeze. Um, again, on the Plains in Auburn, let's see what happens there. 
and then at Tennessee. Uh, that's that's an order of teams I think could beat Georgia. Now, am I saying that they will? No. That again, this is a really really good Georgia team and a easy schedule. But the only way that they they can it, the only way they can lose, and, and you mentioned the quarterback. I kind of mentioned that yesterday about filling that void of replacing a quarterback. And you've seen good teams kind of get off to a slow start with a new quarterback until he, you know, settles in. And that South Carolina game is the third game of the year for them on September 16th. That might be a game to just kind of keep an eye on. I'm not suggesting Spencer Rattler is going to go in and, and outperform. Oh, who is George's quarterback? Can you, you got an, who is the guy? Either Carson Beck or um, Brock Vandegrift. Yeah. Oh, remember him? Yeah. But, um, but if you want to catch a team, a good team like this, for the chance to beat them, it's early in the year with a new quarterback. We've seen that time and time again. So that's why I put South Carolina on that list as a chance to beat them. But so, and then Georgia would have to just shoot themselves in the foot, which is you don't see very much of from a well-coached team. And we mentioned Kirby Smart as as a good coach too. But um. But I think the Tennessee game, though, that could be – if everybody's healthy and, and the, the anticipation is, you know, the buildup's there, there's a lot of lot of high expectations for Tennessee this year, going into this year. Can they live up to it by the time that game rolls around in November? We'll see. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that's the top game on the schedule that they could lose. On the road at Rocky Top toward the end of the year. Yeah, that South Carolina is interesting, man. If it was in – columbia instead of down in athens that one goes way higher up on the on the list but that being a home game it's hard to see around the country okay we've mentioned bama around the country who is poised who who might be able to be that fly in the ointment to derail georgia or just to Uh well we've we've mentioned alabama that's always going to be their number one contender. Um, you know, then there's the usual suspects like Ohio State. We'll talk about Michigan coming up. Uh, um, and then, you know, look it out. Maybe LSU. Ohio State almost and might, maybe should have beat them last year. Yeah. People forget that too. I just did. Yeah, you're right. Look at LSU, though. They finished hot at the end of the year. Brian Kelly's a good coach. Whether he has a fake accent or not, he's a good coach. He could, and it's LSU. They're always going to have phenomenal athletes. So if LSU can find their way into that SEC championship game, and who knows? I mean, what if Georgia gets in it with one loss? Yeah, that'd be interesting. And then that, LSU that would, gets in and beats them, and then then it's a playoff game. Yeah. Depending on the rest of the country. Yeah. It's a it, it's a pseudo playoff game. All right, national title odds. We've mentioned about all of them. So Georgia's by far the favorite, plus twenty, plus two hundred and twenty, so two point two to one. Bama's next at plus six hundred. Ohio State next at plus seven hundred. Then you have a team that I think is very interesting. Michigan. Yeah, back to back Big Ten titles, back to back trips to the playoff. They were destroyed by Georgia the first year. Fun game with TCU last year. Are they, you know, they feel like a team that 
because of the way they play and and a real emphasis on up front, don't they kind of feel like a team that might be able to to stand up to that better than others? They do to me anyway. See what McCarthy does this next second year, first year as the quarterback. I mean, he played most of the year, but there was that kind of competition there at the first that was pretty silly. Edwards <laughs> is a good running back. I, I, Michigan's an interesting team because they've they've clearly got over that Ohio State hurdle. Yeah, they figured that plagued it out. Harbaugh. Harbaugh figured it out. Uh huh. They're next at eight fifty. LSU plus eleven hundred, and then our old buddy Mule Shoe. Plus fourteen hundred. Is there any reason to take them seriously until we see that there is some sort of defense being played out in LA? No, until they play defense, it's the same. Same. He's taking the same formula he did in Norman. He's taking it over to LA. High octane offense. Heisman caliber quarterback, absolutely nothing on defense against formidable opponents like Utah and then Tulane, of all people. Now, we did see it almost beat Georgia in 2017. Yep. Should have beaten Georgia. Yep. Squip kick away from beating them. That would be – that's the game I want to see. Of all the games that are possible – that's the one. I want to see Caleb Williams against that defense. Because you know what? C.J. Stroud lit them last year. Lit them. Lit them on fire. Could it be? Could, could they outscore them? That's the only way you can win. But uh, Florida State Clemson plus 1,800. Then we have our old friends down in Austin. Plus 2,200 at Texas. Penn State plus 2,500, Notre Dame plus 3,000. Here's, to me, a really good bet. If you want to pick somebody off the radar just a tick, what about Tennessee at plus 3,500? Give Oregon any love? They're also at 3,500, 350 to 1. You're mentioning all these teams. 35 to 1, I'm sorry. We've got USC. At what? 14 to 1. Where's Utah? Utah's coming. Washington's 40 to 1. Utah and AM 50 to 1. Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin 60 to 1. Yeah, I, I like the Pac 12 and what well, I've mentioned this before, but all those teams, all those quarterbacks in the Pac 12, I'm not going to say they're the best conference in the country but they could be the funnest to watch they're for sure i think going to be the most fun with Penix. see what dj can do in a different spot at oregon state obviously caleb uh risings back at utah dante moore maybe it's, is it finally not dtr at ucla uh, yeah right freshman uh, dante moore could be fun who's oregon's quarterback bo Nix. That's right, Bo yeah, Nix. Bo Nix. He came along nicely last year. I think the Pac-12 is going to be fun, fun I think so. league. Uh, Sooners staying hot on the recruiting trail, not beating Texas yesterday for four-star interior offensive lineman Eugene Brooks. I have no idea how good Eugene Brooks is going to be. 
But I, you know what's intriguing about it to me? Is where he came from. That's what I was telling you yesterday when I looked Getting it up. Getting into that high school at Sierra Canyon, they have players each and every year. So trying to maybe whittle a little pipeline <coughs> into there is an interesting get. You know who else plays there? No. Bronny. Oh, is that the same school? Yeah, Sierra Canyon. Wow. So Yeah, I mean, the- right there in, in oh, uh, Lincoln's backyard. That's what intrigued me. And, and it, I know you said it came down to OU in Texas, but he had offers from SC and some other West Georgia. Coast school, Georgia. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a bit. I mean, the four-star, mainly from everything I've seen, a four-star guy. So there's quality, you know, there's potential there. And OU's been hot this month. It's been a good July for them. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Dakota's right. Offensive line has been the one place where it's been a little bit lacking. Uh, but that helps. And then Grant Brooks is another guy that's going to be announcing sometime soon. It looks like it's basically Oklahoma or Kansas State for that one. And then that'll kind of put a bow on that on that uh, offensive line recruiting. Harbaugh suspended four games. You make anything of this? I guess he lied about some COVID stuff, some practicing during the investigation. They did some practicing or getting together they weren't supposed to do against the COVID restrictions. He lied about it. They suspended four games. Don't worry, Michigan fans. They're all at home, and it's a who's who of not very good teams like UNLV, East Carolina, Bowling Green, and Rutgers maybe are the four. I don't make much of it. You, you know, I don't either. It sounded I, like he worked with the NCAA. So, okay, I'll give you four games. Right. Let's just come to an agreement. Yeah, I did it. Whatever. I mean, there's worse things that someone could have done. It was one level one violation that jumped to level one from level – like what he did was a level two violation. Yeah. And then when he lied about it just lied. and made it to, to level one – what I did find interesting, and it's funny because Scott just put this on here. I saw it, I saw it compared with Bill Self's punishment. Bill Self was also suspended four games. For Harbaugh, it's 33.3% of the season. For Self, it was like 13%. But you know what else is different? Bill Self had five level one charges against him. And it wasn't like this. It wasn't just because he didn't cooperate. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah. Anyway, college football. It's a level. Your level of excitement one to ten. Oh, I'm getting there. It's um. Ten being the highest. Yeah. It's about a seven and a half right now. It's it's gonna r- ramp up. Will it go? I said that was a question. Oh, yeah. Will it go oh up? yeah yeah yeah. How long like looking will it, like one of the first games in like week zero, yeah, Navy and Notre Dame are playing in Ireland. They're going to play that game. See, I wondered about that because that that was a game that got axed because of COVID, right? Yeah. So they they picked that. So Navy at or Navy at Navy versus Notre Dame in Ireland. Now I know they played one in Ireland. It was like Northwestern and Nebraska last year. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. But Notre Dame in Ireland. Come oh, yeah. on. So yeah, I'll get excited when it gets closer. Did you see the first stop for game day? Uh, the battle for Carolina. The is it? Do South they have a name Carolina? for that? South Carolina. They just. I don't think I, that's unofficial. 
It's in Charlotte, south of North Carolina. Is that a neutral? Uh-huh, Charlotte. Yeah. That's cool. I saw... Oh, man. I'm going to have to dig this up. Where they haven't been yet. Well, they've been to Washington State. They finally went there. there there's like six places they haven't been. I'm going to look that, I'm gonna have to look that up and see, test your knowledge. I would have day. no clue. And they're probably pretty obvious. Yeah, it seemed like there was like three Big Tens, a Big 12, a Pac-12, and an SEC maybe? Or an ACC? God, I can't Anyhow, we'll be back. Skinny on sports right here on Sports Animal. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Big outs! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand off to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. The Skinny on Sports. It's in the hole. Okay, so I found it. Found the locations? I found the locations. One, so an article written about this last year. There was the Big 12, there was a Big 12 school, but that went away a year ago. Do you remember what game? They've been to Manhattan. They've been to Waco. They've. I know. I don't remember what game. Kansas and TCU. They went to KU. They had never been to uh, KU, but they never, were there for the TCU never game. Never been to Lawrence. Okay, so there are there is one Pac-12, one, two, three Big Tens, and one, two, three ACCs. So a Pac-12, three Big Tens, and three ACCs that College Game Day has never been to. Give us your guesses. 225-9698. Jared can give his give us his guesses. Is the Pac-12 uh, Boulder? No. Is it one of the Arizonas? No. Uh, is it, they've been to Salt Lake City, haven't they? Now nah, we could be here for a while. Trivia question is, there are seven schools that College Game Day has never attended, has never been at for a game. There's one Pac-12 school, three ACC schools, and three Big Ten schools that they have never, ever been to. We'll let everybody mar- we'll let mm. marinate, think about it. That's all I'm going to be thinking about now. (laughs) 
Uh, how about some of those contracts handed out yesterday? NBA, Jalen Brown is the richest contract in the history of the league. Five years, $304 million. It's pretty good. That's a commitment, yeah. Pretty good wage for not even the best player on your team. You're bright. Good grief. I, I found this I, I found this yesterday. So he makes like 31.8 next year <clears throat> to finish out his current contract. Then this extension kicks in the year after that at like $53 million. By the time we get to the 28-29 season, his la- the last year of this five-year extension, he'll be making $69.1 million. Fully guaranteed, by the way. 69.1. So the last time the Celtics won the title, 2008, the starting lineup was Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kendrick Perkins. You know how much those guys made combined? No, no. 62. <laughs> so he's going to make $7.1 million more than the whole starting lineup of the last title team. And let's not kid ourselves. KG and Paul Pierce at the time made buku money. Yeah. That's how ridiculous this has gotten. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, I tell you what, as a Cowboys fan, I think you got to love how you what you were able to give to him. He's still only like the fifth highest paid corner, five years, $97 million, 42 guaranteed. I think that's a pretty team-friendly deal. Now we'll see what happens. Zach Martin didn't report to camp because he wants to restructure his deal. And then, of course, you've got guys like C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, Terrence Steele on the offensive line that are going to be needing – Rework deals here pretty quick as well. But uh, Trayvon Diggs back in the fold for five years. I think it's clear through the 28th season uh, for Trayvon. And then Justin Herbert resets the market at quarterback last night. Five years, 262.5 milli. 133.7 guaranteed. That goes up to 193 with injury guarantees. And there's some other things that it could be possibly 218. By the time it's all said and done, so now the now your eyes shift. I'd read something yesterday afternoon before this news broke that it was almost like a, a stalemate between Herbert and Burrow because they're both eligible and they were both waiting on the other so the other one could get more. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. it's the way that works in the quarterback market. But uh, Herbert blinks first, so I'm sure we'll hear a Burrow announcement coming soon on whatever on what his extension will be it'll be just a little bit more than what herbert got i've always been a big herbert fan on this show and and i think that's a good job by them by the chargers to to uh solidify him for their future i I, I just think he has he still has upside i think he does he's still a young guy who has all the all the ability and a smart guy too. I, I I'm encouraged by this. You should be too if you're a Charger fan. Most passing like maybe yards and touchdowns in the first three years of a career ever. Here's the problem. What has it done? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now it's still. I made the playoffs. Now, now you gotta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's gotta perform now. Yes, and 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 perform in a way 
that is conducive to your team winning. You know, that that's the it's all well and good to be a good individual player and put up the stats like he has. Now it's time as the quarterback especially to go ahead and be a winner. Yeah. And and get your team to the playoffs because that's where it all happens. So like I said, I'm sure we'll see uh Burrow coming up here shortly for like two hundred and sixty five million, just a little higher. And you know who's laughing all the way to the bank? Who's that? The Chiefs. Because they've got like the sixth or seventh highest paid quarterback in the league now, who is on like the third year of a ten year deal. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well for the Chiefs. All right, high school football. You've got the Vite magazine right there in front of you. Well, I had it. Yeah, I glanced through it. Glanced through it. Uh, Class 4A, no surprise, I don't think, as far as the number one team in the state, according to Vibe, defending champion Wagner, who pulled off that massive upset of Cushing in the finals. They bring back a bunch of guys to a, a tradition-rich team, especially you know the last, what, 20 years worth. Wagner's been – Probably they have been right. They've been the, the, the consistent the, yeah. force in four A. Yeah, got back on the on on top of the mountain last year. So not surprised at all to see them number one. No, no. After like everything you said, beating Cushing, that was looked like they were coasting towards the championship, and the way they beat them, and just basically Wagner. Everything we forgot about Wagner, why they're good, starts with Del Condit and his game plan on how they defended Cushing to get that win was genius and something we probably failed to realize like, that's why Wagner's always going to have a shot is they're in a great area right there in that Tulsa Muskogee area where they can get you know they there's a lot of obviously with the Bixby's and Jinx and Unions of the world there's Wagner too and they're getting a lot of those athletes too and then there's uh, Del Condon who's a great coach yeah there's there's it's going to be them and everyone's chasing them this year in 4A and um We'll see what happens, though. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, just like last year, you thought it was Cushing and everybody else, and then here comes Wagner. So, you know, what if a team like like a Weatherford Elk or Clinton get up there? And you never know what could happen. But, yeah, you can't count out Wagner as long as Del Condit's their head coach. They're one. What, Poto was two, Blanchard three, Tuttle four, Weatherford five, Clinton six, Elk City seven, Ada was eighth. Broken Bow 9 and Newcastle 10. I know Newcastle. I can't remember who was 9. Well. <clears throat> but I know the first 8 and that 10th is who it was. And so you had Weatherford, Clinton, Elk City in that order, 5, 6, 7. That was also the predicted order in the district. I think that's going to be an interesting battle because there's – there's uh, Cushing 9. Cushing 9. Okay. And then Newcastle 10. Newcastle 10. I think it's going to be an interesting battle in 4A1. Uh, I think each team – Along I-40 has their strength. I think each team along I-40 has some weakness uh, in trying to replace certain positions. Clinton's the only one with a returning quarterback in Cooper Sully. Weatherford has to replace the lines. Obviously, the Big Elks have to replace Austin Jones. Um, Levy Owens, a, another big loss on the Elk City side from on offense. Trey Bennett was a fantastic player over at Clinton for all those years. So, uh, you know, we 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 marveled, I think, at the youth of what Weatherford had a year ago. When you looked up and down the lineup, it was tons of sophomores that were playing. I think they returned everybody on defense uh, from a year ago. 
So I, I can see why they would be the favorite. Having said that, I, I, it feels like, at least right now, you could put all three of those names in a hat, draw one out, and I, and I think you'd be comfortable with whichever one you drew out. Right. As on far the, as winning the district. Yeah, on the text line, talk about Clinton Weatherford Elk. Feels like the 90s again. No, it doesn't, because they were 1, 2, and 3 yeah. back in the 90s. They were in any order you put them. That, um, but, yeah, it's nice that they are the top three in the district. That's awesome. That's what we expect out here in I-40 country of 4A football. Um, I'm glad I wrote I wrote down uh, players, you know, as far as best players in this district, and I'm, I wrote it down before I looked at that book, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty happy about myself. But I put Nixon, the wide receiver from Weatherford, and Garbarino uh, running back right here in Elk City. Um, two of the offensive uh, uh, guys, they get the ball in their hands. I call them hold your breath guys because they could, if they get past that first wave, especially Garbarino, past that first wave, and we've seen his explosiveness uh, running the football. And, of course, Nixon, just the way he can catch and then and then run after catch is awesome. So those are the two guys who, I mean, without knowing a lot from around the state, the name guys, I think this – actually, I think 4A is always – um, at this level in 4A, I think you have a lot of success uh, with your big with big guys up front, your offensive line and defensive line. Uh, that's just the level of football when you play the two-way style of football. It's played out in 4A. But at, without knowing a bunch of the other guys in the state, those two guys, I think, could be one of the best offensive players in the state in Nixon and Garbarino yeah, in, there, in 4A. There's actually tons of really kind of high-end talent in 4A. Uh, Nixon holds OU offers, I think, in one of the the early releases of you know top 100s. He was in the top 30 na- nationally, not just statewide, nationally. Right. So that's obviously a high-end dude there. Uh, Dax Collins at Poto, the running back, I think he committed to Tulsa. You've got Alex uh, Shield Knight. He kind of burst on the scene in that Cushing game in a lot of ways defensively tied in down at Wagner. I think he's a guy that's going to be a D1-type level recruit. McAdoo at Tuttle is a scary, scary dude. Whitfield at uh, Broken Bow is another scary dude, along with you know Coop. and Those two I obviously wrote down, uh, best players in the district. I'll tell you a guy that I think, uh, because the team wasn't as good as it has been, but he really was – I thought he was pretty impressive when just watching him in, you know, the game that we saw was uh, Connor Muldowney down at uh, Cash, a running back, mm-hmm. kind of a taller kid, played linebacker as well. I thought he kind of jumped out at you a little bit with his skills. Uh, Zayden Collins over at Clinton, also Contavian Hill. Those two guys – I mean, Contavian Hill is as electric as anybody. He's just got to hold on to the ball. We saw that in the game here uh, a couple of times where he – had a chance to really get loose and then fumble the football as but he was just a sophomore so you know he's got time to to definitely get better there collins if memory serves well. yeah clinton had some guys on offense i think you mentioned sully but you mentioned the skill players yeah listen when they get skill players back hold your breath about clinton too well, and barker's it, back too barker is back um and then you know his team wasn't very good but i thought ace long for a freshman up at woodward the running back I thought he was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. To kind of just guys to look forward to uh, once we get into the season, and you know everybody's got two or three of them. Who do you think, e- either in the state of Oklahoma in four A or maybe just in this district, 
do you got anybody that you think will be improved or who maybe kind of falls down a notch? Well, I think the obvious answer of a team that's going to fall off is Cushing. With everybody that they, I mean, it's just it's just natural, right? That everybody that they've lost. So I, I'm just going to put them there. Nothing against them. It's just how it works. You you, you graduate so much of that team that was building up to last year. I mean, they almost virtually graduated everybody that started. So you're going to see a fall off there. I think improved, and here we are again. Weatherford, uh, a lot of those guys. I mean, they played Elk City tough. They had a chance to – they were in the fight for the district title late in the season up until that Elk City game. Um, and then we've mentioned Nixon and mentioned um, a lot of the uh, sophomores that are now juniors. The defense is going to be incredibly solid. So I think they could be a team. They, they got in preseason five in this magazine. Uh, they can make some noise too. Absolutely. So – I could see them being improved from last year. When compared to last year, I could see them being a lot better. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with that. I think Weatherford's going to be pretty good. Um, within the district, it felt like from the word go a year ago, you knew the four teams, you just weren't sure what order. With Elk City, Weatherford, Clinton, and, and uh, Chickasha. Chickasha loses Murphy. They lose some of the the offensive linemen. They do have Robinson back, the big giant number seventy eight. I think was his number. I mean, he's probably one of the better players in four A District One as well. But I think that last spot is open for sure within the district. And I have a feeling you might see Cash grab that back. I think what, what, uh, Woodward may still be a year away. They're still really, really young. I have a feeling you may see Cash. In, in the playoffs in Class 4A this year. Uh, and then, man, the schedule for the Brown and White. Oof. Mentioned Clinton and Weatherford 5-6 and six in, in 4A in Oklahoma. You've got the number one team in Class 5A, defending state champion Carl Albert coming out here. We talked about them and the talent that they're going to have on the field with, what, five or six guys that already hold Oklahoma offers. <laughs> Not just D1, but like OU level offers like oh use jv team we're going up against uh, there's a lot of attention there with, from norman i think you're looking at you're, you're going to see a team out here on on big elk stadium that night that is what top five in oklahoma period maybe top three any class I, absolutely i mean i think that I th- there was a power poll of yeah. all teams i mean you had bixby I would almost put Carl Albert two, then like Stillwater three. I don't know. No, yeah, no, no, I mean, no. James got, I mean, will be in there James somewhere. There. Yeah. I think you're looking at at least a top five team in Oklahoma, any class when Carl Albert comes, and then the week, and then the week before that, you go out to uh, what I've seen in the preseason poll, class three A, number three, Canadian. I mean, that was probably the best game of the year last year. They were state runner-up in what three are state uh, semifinalists, three A Division two in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> hey, you don't get better by playing. No offense, but the Guymans of the world, you, you got to play the. You got to play these teams. I did see the Guymans is on Clinton's schedule for the first time in years. Because it's a seven-game district or seven-district 
so that it fills a open spot for him. Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody. When you look down, everybody's because Guyman is independent, or yeah. they're not a part of the OSSA anymore. Yeah, when you look down everybody's schedule, you've got a weird. There's a weird game mixed in there, and that's where the uh, Western Heights district game would have been, and it's replaced by some. It's just kind of it's kind of funny to see some of those games pop up. That's in a familiar week seven foe. And eight. Looking at Clinton's schedule now, it's a familiar foe for him. I mean, they've. It's, Guyman's in 4A1 forever. Yeah, I think it said they hadn't played since t- 2011. It's the last time that Guyman and Clinton have tangled. Wow. Clinton's won like 19 Clinton's in schedule. a row. You mentioned Elk Clinton's City. Clinton's got a tough one. At Kingfisher. He's kind of dropped off. They're looking, they're not even top 10 3A. Hosting McGinnis, hosting Heritage Hall. Yeah, their schedule is weird again. Instead of being back loaded with all the home games, it's front loaded. Yep. And then they're on the road basically the entire last half of the season you know last year we kept on waiting for him to play a home game and then they played like the last four or well, five they, at they home open at kingfisher and then the next one two three four five four excuse me are at home mm-hmm. then at weatherford which is always at swazoo i wonder if they'll go back to the high school anytime soon Hosting Guyman, hosting Chickasha. The last two are on the road so, at Cash Out Woodward. So the difference this year is they got that Guyman game at home, they got and they went game. somewhere last year. Yeah. One, two, three, <clears throat> four, five, six. Six home games for Clinton. Yeah, you shouldn't have brought this magazine to my attention. I'm not going to get <laughs> anything done today. It's going to be fun. We're getting closer and closer. We are. Coach Maynard. A week from today, 9.30, right here in studio. When we come back, we'll put a bow on a Wednesday. Skinny on sports. Still a bunch of topics. And oh, by the way, Dakota almost got the trivia question. We'll answer that one when we get back as well. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, handoff to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. The Skinny on Sports. This is one of the most awesome experiences of my life because I'm getting to drop a right down. I can't believe it. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping it up here on a Wednesday. We asked the trivia question earlier. College game day headed to North Carolina, South Carolina. That game is going to be in Charlotte week one. So there are seven locations around the country in the in the Power Five that Game Day has never visited. It was one pla- uh, one Pac-12 school, three ACC schools, and three Big Ten schools. Dakota 
almost got it. <clears throat> he got the Pac-12 school correct, Cal. He got all three Big Ten schools correct, Rutgers, Illinois, and Maryland. But he was only one for three on the ACC schools. He guessed Wake, Duke, and BC. Duke is correct. The other two are not. The other two ACC schools. they've been to Wake, Forest. They've been to Wake, and they've been to... Boston College. They've been to Boston College. Never been to Duke. Two ACC schools that they've never been to. Yep, outside of Duke because he got that one right. Racking my brain. Who has not been good enough over how long has game been going on since like 1996? Man, every school. But they didn't start leaving. I think maybe it's been on longer than that. They started leaving in like 96. You know where they went first? No. Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, I knew that. Let's go with, you know, have they ever been to, this is a place you think they've been to. There's a little bit of history there, but they haven't been great. And every time they win, it's it's like, whoa, they've won. Like the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. They've never been to Syracuse. Felt like that was one. They've never been to Syracuse. But it's like every time they get big wins, it's an upset. Right. Game day's not there for it. <clears throat> like, oh, hey, did you hear about Syracuse? They beat Clemson again. They've <laughs> never been to Syracuse, and they this one was kind of surprising to me. Just tells you how mediocre they've been. They've never been to Virginia. Really? Never been to Charlottesville. Yeah, they've always been kind of mediocre. Even Bronco Mendenhall couldn't get him out of the mediocrity of those, college football. Those are the seven. All right. Is it un-American to root against the women's national team in the World Cup I would ar- soccer? I would argue that it's un-American to root for them because they're so anti-American. <clears throat> Why would I root for someone who is anti-American? Sorry, purple-haired ladies. Not rooting for you. I, I had a hard time deciding on this one. And what you just said is absolutely true. There's no doubt. And it's and it's amazing to me that I even brought this up while you were gone because it's always just been a given. The red, white, and blue is playing. Whatever it is against whoever it is around the world, heck yeah, jump on the board. This is the hardest one for me ever. And I think I decided I'm not going to root for them, but I'm not going to root against them. I see what you're saying. <clears throat> I'm going to. Yeah, I'm root- not here going to fly a, I don't know, New Zealand flag or whoever they're playing. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to root for somebody else. But I'm not. I'm. I'm rooting for the flag that's yeah. on that's on their jerseys. I'm not rooting for anybody that is wearing those. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. That's and, a, I, and I definitely yeah. can't root against America. I always root for America, but I'm not rooting for these uh, ladies that have such anti-American views. Yeah, I can't do it. I know. Won't put your hand on your heart. They wouldn't. Yeah, 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 they yeah, just you, sat there in well, silence so, during yeah. the national anthem the other night in game one, before game one. I'm, I'm, I can't do it. 
and I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm not. I'm probably not going to watch either. You can guarantee that. Yeah, here you go. If you don't respect our nation and flag, I don't respect them. See, that's that's it. I don't respect anybody that's on that's wearing those uniforms, but I do still respect the uniform and the flag that's on it. Yep. Also, Brawny. Golly, what a scary situation that must have been. I didn't really. Man. Did you realize he went to USC? Do you remember? Did you remember that? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I mean, I think I knew it, but I kind of maybe have forgotten. Yeah. I wonder what's causing all these immaculate young athletes to suffer cardiac arrest. Huh. I don't know. Weird. I know this. It never seemed to happen before, like, 2021. Marquise Goodwin had a bunch of blood clots in his legs. Bunch of blood clotting. Bunch of blood clots. Uh. Causing that. We're out of time. (laughs) Everybody have a great Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.